Hello, and welcome to this week's look at action and stunts on film and television. I hope you are well. You will know if you saw last week's show about Mission Impossible that this week we are looking at Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. For many, the very best of the trilogy. Um, maybe because it's got Harrison Ford and Sean Connery working together. That's a possibility. I've always thought, much as I like the first three movies, I think they're absolutely... They're very, very good. Uh, they flow terribly well together. I've always thought that Last Crusade... Um, should have happened after Raiders of the Lost Ark and then Temple of Doom after that. If you watch them in a different order, they do tend to flow better. Um, and this was always the case with, with this particular movie. Although I must say, the anticipation for a third and final instalment in the Jones trilogy um was extraordinary I've, uh, the, there are many things that happen in in film and television and you get very excited about the prospect of something or you get you know there's a rumor of this or there's something of that and it really does get the blood coursing through your veins well this was one of them and when it became common knowledge that sean connery was going to be in as indy's father well, I mean, you you could have, uh, you know, that would have been it. it. It wouldn't have mattered how good the movie was, the fact that these pair were in the picture together. And, of course, when you go back to day one and the whole Indiana Jones thing and George Lucas says to Steven Spielberg, so what do you want to do? And he says, well, I'd really like to direct a James Bond movie. He said, I've got something better than James Bond and handed him uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so... Uh, who better to play Indy's father than the original James Bond, Sean Connery? And they are magnificent together. They really are. It's such such a shame that they only did one movie. It would have been so interesting to see what else they could have done. Uh, I'm not Jones Pictures, but in different capacities, you know? Two of them, uh, the, the most solid of acting uh, chops and to to have been given um i don't know a john grisham novel or, or to have been given an opportunity by another director to say well you guys are very good together let's do something i think would have been absolutely spectacular but sadly that wasn't the case and we ha we only have uh you know what what could have been but then you realize and there's there's so much more to this than just a simple case of of, of filmmaking uh behind the stunts looks at the action on the pictures and of course the major focal point on this movie is Vic Armstrong who was stunt coordinator but had come out of retirement as a stuntman to double Harrison Ford and well, retirement I mean he's been working solidly which he had been you know throughout the mid 80s he'd been doing uh, as coordinator Empire of the Sun uh, for uh, for Spielberg, Rambo three he'd done as coordinator. The Sicilian uh, he had done. He'd, so he'd done a great deal of work already. 
And that was a stunt coordinator and was starting to get action director work as well. And there comes a time in a stunt performer's career where they get up in the morning and go, you know, I just can't keep going through this amount of pain. Physically, it is draining. You ask any stunt coordinator who has made a career up until that point as a stunt man or stunt performer, stunt woman, and they all say the same thing. I, I, you know, I love being a performer, but coordinating's better because you don't get the pain and you don't have this. And, uh, I don't have to keep taking painkillers every day or, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And although, you know, Vic um, was never in, um, you know, he was always in first-class condition, what with his horse riding background his family of horse riders and of course he, he all he ever wanted to be was was be a, a jump jockey a national hunt jockey and his physical fitness so he was always in fairly decent nick but nevertheless when consciously you decide i'm not doing that anymore i'm going to be doing this you do tend to relax and if there is the possibility of a slice of apple pie at 10 o'clock in the morning, you're going to take it. You know, when the, when the, um, uh, <laughs> before all the, uh, the craft services, you know, they were, they would come round with a tea urn, particularly if you're out in the middle of nowhere and uh, give you tea and a bit of cake and various bits and pieces. And just to keep your energy levels, if you're going to take it. So with that in mind, he is approached as stunt coordinator. But it becomes very clear, and I don't know whether this is a conversation between him and Harrison, or him and Steven Spielberg, but it becomes very evident that he is going to have to double Harrison on this picture. Hi, I'm Rob. I'm Simon. And I'm James. We want to talk about those movies. Those supposedly bad movies. Those movies that bombed. To see if they weren't that bad after all. Join us every other Tuesday on the For Your Reconsideration podcast, part of the Pod Dojo Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, and all your usual podcast apps. And it won't cost you a solitary bean, mate. <laughs> it's like it's free. <laughs> it's just like it's free. <laughs> and it kind of makes a great deal of sense. It means that he would have... He's done some of the doubling work on Raiders of the Lost Ark with the X-Wing, if you remember. That whole fight sequence with Pat Roach, that was him. And then he kind of saved the movie on Temple of Doom because Harrison had to go off and... Uh, was it gallstones? Or, no, it was a back thing, wasn't it? It was a back issue. He had to go to America and have uh, uh, quite a serious operation to, to rectify an issue with his back, which meant he was out of work for a period of time, some three months in point of fact. And in that period of time, Vic took over and did all of the action in the studio at Elstree for that entire sequence stuff that they just simply couldn't have done um you know without harrison so he's done a great deal of that and then harrison has come back and they've just done close-ups and pickup shots and bits and pieces but uh vick's kept the entire thing going and now on last crusade he's back firstly coordinating as the entire picture coordinator because bear in mind it was it was studio work that he was doing back on temple of doom and 
he is Harrison's double. Now, a couple of things have to be taken into consideration here as well. Firstly, Harrison Ford is um, as game as the day is long. If you say to him, we need you to jump from over there to over here whilst delivering dialogue and throwing a grenade, he's going to do it because he's been instructed to do so. Um, it's been said on a number of occasions, not just by Vic, but by other stunt people that he's worked for, that he is a great listener. He absorbs information like a sponge, takes on board what you want, gives you what you want, and then says, I've got an idea. How about we do it like this? And if I did this, that would give you an extra shot over there. And people go, oh, you're absolutely right. Well done. Brilliant. Let's do that. So Vic and Harrison have worked together for many, 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 many years. Vic would say to Harrison, look, you're going to have to stop doing all of this stuff. It started with a moment, if I'm not mistaken. Indy is trying to get the horse, right? He's got to ride off after his father. And he sees a guy, uh, an Arab guy on a horse, and he jumps down, brings the rider down with the horse, uh, gets onto the horse and rides off. That's the sequence in the, in the storyboards. And it isn't something that Harrison couldn't do because he was very, very game in doing it. In fact, I think he did it, the first, he did it on one take. And Vic had to say to him, Harrison, look, for God's sake, uh, just can I just have a moment? Every time you do that, you're, you're taking money from me. He says, I'm sorry, I don't understand. What do you mean? He said, but I get a stunt adjustment every time I do a gag. So, for instance, if I bring that horse down the first time and the director says, can we get another one? I get paid again. So I get my fee and then I get a separate charge for each gag. He said, Jesus, I'm sorry, I didn't know. You just remind me, would you please? Because I wasn't aware of that. He was so in the character that as far as he was concerned, he needed to be seen to do the action you see there's a there's a connection already between tom cruise and harrison ford only tom physically gets to that point where he goes beyond the point of no return and harrison has to be brought back a moment and gone no no no, don't do that i'll do it for him to go oh i see that's fine you know so there's a great deal of of bits and pieces to be taken into consideration harrison um game as the day is long wanted to do as much as he possibly could wasn't allowed Vic would explain to him why, and he was perfectly understanding of that. He rides a horse terribly well, and the horse that is used in the movie, um, the horse that Harrison rides, and the horse that Vic rides later on doubling him, is a horse called Huracan. Huracan is a beautiful Spanish stallion, uh, which in point of fact Harrison wanted to buy, if I'm not mistaken, and wanted to take it back, but there was some sort of... Um, uh, legislative issue which wouldn't allow him to bring the horse back to the US uh, but the horse itself uh, you may have seen the horse before but it is the horse that uh, that Sylvester Stallone rides in Rambo 3 it's the same horse and uh, Vic knows the horse very well Spanish horses they are re remarkable um, for being able to 
again, they're very human-like in that respect, where they learn very quickly. You, it's repetitive with horses. You have to go through the, the same thing over and over and over and over again for them to then realise this is what you want them to do. And, and Hurricane picked this up beautifully. And there are moments in that tank sequence where Indy is riding towards the tank or away from the tank. And the speed of the tank because there were real tanks and then there was a tank which was created by George Gibbs the special effects man um, which was on a track and could be could be pulled and towed but bear in mind it would only go at a certain miles an hour very slowly I believe 10 or 15 miles an hour it wouldn't go much faster than that it could even have been less and so on the strength of that, the horse then has to look as though it is galloping at full tilt whilst not galloping at full tilt, right? Um, so there are sequences thrown in, there are shots thrown in where he is moving very, very quickly indeed. And there are other shots where he's upsides the tank. Uh, one particular shot uh, springs to mind where... Um, there's a moment where the the horse uh, Indy and the horse are, are galloping into camera. Indy leans out, leans right out of the saddle. Uh, out of the uh, saddle, that's Vic leaning right out of the saddle. Picks up a rock from the ground and takes it back up to uh, gets gets himself back into the saddle. That shot there, then followed by a shot where he's about to chuck that rock into the gun barrel. And then uh, Indy's father fires the cannon from inside and then there's an explosion goes off. So all of this taking into place. Now you look at that shot and you realize that the horse is, is effectively cantering more or less on the spot. But it's the way in which he does it and the movement of the horse. And Vic is having to move the horse from one side to the other you know zigzagging along to try and uh, uh, stay out of the way of the cannon fire and gunfire that's happening from the other side so it's very very clever indeed this is also the horse that is then used for what i believe and what many believe is the finest example of stunt work on the picture vic doubling indy ride up onto a ridge the tank is below the horse is, is galloping above the ridge. Now, that ridge had to be created. It wasn't... It, it, there was a ridge there, but it certainly wasn't anything that, you, that looks like it was in the film. Uh, so there had to be a pick-and-shovel detail, and they were clearing that ridge and making it as strong as it possibly could be. And the drop looks significant. It's 19 feet from the horse to the tank. 19 feet in distance that's quite a distance to cover and in order to do that the horse has to be perfectly happy running along the edge of that drop the last thing you want is for the horse firstly to jink out at the last moment uh, particularly when Vic who is using a thing called an L step we've we've uh, covered this before and where he has his foot down in the uh, in the um a stirrup position he brings his right foot up and it's almost under his chin his knee is almost under his chin and he puts his foot down on that l step which is higher up allowing him to push down and up 
So he is then going to force himself out of the saddle um, without getting caught up because the you know he's 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 his foot's not in the stirrup and his other foot won't be in the stirrup either. But he has to make absolutely certain that Hurakan the horse is to continue galloping straight. It only takes a moment. If he doesn't gallop straight, if he goes left, or God forbid he goes right, if he goes left, then he's creating extra distance for Vic to clear and land on the tank. If he goes right, he could disappear down the the, the, the crevasse that's been cr- created, this, this edge, and land on the bloody tank with the horse as well, you know? So it's incredibly important that he keeps everything in perspective. And the image of Vic flying through the air and landing on that tank is about as memorable as anything I've ever seen in my life. And I know for a fact that there are stunt professionals working today who are only in the business because they saw that gag. Period. It's that simple. This stunt was enough to say to them, that's what I want to do. And that's how impressive this is. Even now, we've seen lots of different gags and stunts and things with horses and all sorts and cars and bits and pieces. But if you see something like that, that is as memorable as that, and it stays with you forever, then that is incredibly, incredibly important. Um, so that's a fascinating moment in, in the uh, in the picture. Um also, Vic injured his knee at some point during the course of this. It's not terribly clear where, but I believe he was leave. There was a shot completed, and he was leaving the tank. Right, and this may not even be the real tank. This may be the one that was on. Uh, it was mounted onto a unit, allowing the um, the treads to go around on the tank. And he has left the tank, and he's managed to get his foot in some shape or form trapped between the 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 uh, rubber treads as they're going around or foam treads as i think they were and the edge of the tank and anyway he's bent his knee in a very peculiar shape and couldn't do a great deal he was allowed to do some riding because he could keep his legs straight but there were bits and pieces whereby uh, particularly that section where Harrison is is hanging on the side of the tank and is having dirt thrown all over him by, uh, again, another pick and shovel detail up at the top, chucking it on. And there were moments there where Vic would have done some of the doubling and also a guy called Jordi Caceres, a Spanish stuntman, terrific stuntman, um, and a, a big friend of, of Vic's, and there is there's a couple of photographs which you will see of Vic standing next to Jordy, and they're both in the indie outfit, and that would have been that particular sequence that we're referring to. So it really is a, an extraordinary film. It's a remarkable action set piece for me. There was no need for two further films. There certainly wasn't any need for Crystal Skull. Uh, and as good as Dial of Destiny is, it doesn't add anything to the to the previous three pictures uh, in in the initial trilogy. I, I think they're huge entertainment. Certainly, the last one, the Dial of Destiny, is remarkably entertaining. 
um, but um, the first three are as perfect as you could get as far as I'm concerned um, on Friday we will go into the movie a little more in detail go through certain scenes there's a great many more stunt professionals that we need to name and look at because uh, many many people were involved in this and it's very important that they get the recognition they deserve so this is a little overview of Vic as a performer being a coordinator coming out of retirement as a stuntman and going back to doubling Indiana Jones, doubling Harrison Ford on this picture. And if you want to watch uh, Last Crusade before Friday's show, do so. Go and do that, and then we'll regroup on Friday. But until then, it is bye for now. Don't call me Junior.